What is up, y'all? And welcome back to the Be That Bitch podcast with your girl, Allie. We took a hot minute break. Um, It was only a week, but it felt like forever. I missed y'all so much with the holidays and Christmas and all that stuff. And y'all know I got both kids home with me. It is just a shit show and a half. So we took a week. We enjoyed the holidays. We enjoyed all the food. We enjoyed all the treats. We enjoyed all the time. And now we're ready to get her back. So I'm really excited to be back here talking with y'all. I have so much good stuff planned for 2023 for the podcast, for y'all content wise. I'm just really freaking excited to jump back in. If y'all are new here, this podcast is really all about just being that bitch, whatever it looks like to you. We talk a lot about mindset. We talk a lot about humor. We talk a lot about smutty books. We just, it's its girl time. It's, it's girl chat. Just picture us sitting, having a spicy margarita or a glass of pre-workout, ready to chat all the things. That is the vibe of this podcast. But anywho, I would love to catch all up on my life, but I feel like I've been on straight survival mode this entire time. Like, do any of y'all just feel like you blink and you're like, holy fucking shit, the, the week is gone. Like the week is gone. The time is gone. I don't know what happened. I don't know where it went. I don't know how I even functioned. It just like there. It's kind of like, you know, when you're used to driving the exact same route every day to work, sometimes you'll get to work and you're like, I don't even remember that car ride. That's how I felt about the last week. Like it's just, you know, I love Christmas. If any of y'all know me or follow me on Instagram, and if you don't, what you doing, come follow me at Allie Griffith. Um, but if y'all follow me on Instagram, you know, like, I love Christmas time. I mean, I decorated the last week of October. That's how much I love Christmas time. But it is exhausting. It's exhausting, especially to make all the magic happen. I like tallied it up this weekend and I got an accumulation of eight hours of sleep over the entire weekend. So needless to say, your girl was running on E, but she, she had the best time. She meaning me. I don't know why I was just talking in third person, but I had the best time, created the best memories with the kiddos. We did all the freaking things. And then I go from like Cindy Lou Who to the Scrooge in like 0.30 seconds. Like literally the second it's December 26th, I'm like, get this shit out of my fucking house. I need it bare bones minimum again. I need to take all of the decorations down. I need to clean all the house because I cannot function. Literally the sight of the Christmas tree after December 25th just makes me feel so stressed out. I know, I know. Don't, don't, don't at me. I don't know why, but the second Christmas is over, the magic is gone. Like there is no more magic of Christmas. It has to be gone. So yesterday being Monday, I spent like the entire day. It took me over 10 hours over 10 hours to take down all my decorations and to to like clean my house. But when I woke up this morning, I felt like a brand new bitch. Do any of y'all, like when you know your house is clean, the laundry's done, like you got what needed to be done, done, you wake up and you just feel like that bitch. Like can't nobody tell me nothing because that is the exact vibe that I was putting off this morning and I was like so fucking productive. So if you're struggling with productivity, Activity, like get rid of the Christmas decorations because I feel like there's something in our minds when it's like the Christmas decorations go up. It's like, all right, it's chill time, right? Like 
there ain't no productivity. It's the holidays. Like that's the vibe we're in. So if you're wanting to change your vibe, change your environment, right? Like put it all up, clear it all out. And you'll instantly notice like just energy levels are increasing or at least personally I do. So that is what I've done. I have read a couple good books. I really cannot remember the last ones I talked to y'all about. If I was a good podcaster, I probably would have fucking pre-looked at that shit, but the nonetheless, that's that's not who I am. <laughs> I am not a um what's the fucking word I'm looking for? A pre-planner. I just kind of like go with the flow. I literally decided on what this podcast episode was going to be like a couple hours ago. That's just that's just the bitch that I am. But I will say I've read pretty much all Christmas books since the last time we chatted. So I read one, two, three, four, five Christmas books since the last time we chatted. And I really feel like it doesn't need any explanation because Christmas is over. Does anybody still read Christmas books after Christmas? I don't know. If there is one that would be worth listening to or reading, um, because it's not really Christmassy, even though it says Christmas with dad's best friend, it literally is not Christmassy at all. It was really good. It was an age gap, dad's best friend who has literally like seen her grow up, all this stuff, really freaking good. They have to sneak around. The parents like freak the fuck out. It's a whole thing, but it is good. Um, but yeah, that's, that's really all the books. I feel like the Christmas novellas don't really... You know, we aren't really going to talk about them because nobody's really reading them. There are several books I'm really excited about reading in January. And I will be announcing on the next podcast episode enrollment for the Be That Bitch book club where you guys can sign up for bonus like content for the podcast. You'll get like bonus reviews of my books. I will do in-depth like video reviews of every book I read. We'll also read a book together and have like um, two calls a month where we like chit chat about the book. So I'm really, really freaking excited about that. I am hammering down the details, but I keep talking to y'all about it. So you guys hold me accountable for this because it is something new. And y'all, if you're part of this pilot book club, just know there's going to be kinks, but we're going to work them out together. <laughs> I hope you'll work your kinks out. No, I'm just kidding. I felt like that was, whoa, something fell. I felt like that was just, you know, anyway, anywho, that is still to come, but Let's go ahead and get into the meat and taters of this episode. We are going to be talking about the 10 things we are going to be leaving in 2022 as we step in to 2023. All right, all right, all right, y'all, we are back. I am so excited to go over these things. I feel like a lot of us are in the whole mindset, right? Like, especially this midweek between, you know, right after Christmas and before New Year's, ain't really nobody know what to do with this week. And I personally use it as like to clean my slate, like get my house clean and really focus on what my intentions are going to be moving forward. And like, what am I going to leave behind? Maybe practices, mindsets, all of these things that I'm really focusing on leaving behind as we go into the new year, right? Everything that doesn't serve me. And so I was thinking, what was like the 10 things or 
the majority of the things that I really focused on leaving behind in 2020 when I was going into 2021, which 2021 was the year that completely changed my entire life. I, you know, regained the control of my life after one of the hardest fucking years of my entire existence, you know, postpartum depression and all of that stuff in 2020, I really dealt with on top of the pandemic, on top of having a new baby. It was a really freaking hard year. And so whenever I was going into 2021, I was like, I knew like I needed to reclaim my life, but there was a lot of stuff that I needed to leave behind. And so these are the 10 things that y'all are going to leave behind in 2022 to have a kick fucking ass 2023. Y'all ready? Number one, allowing other people's opinions to dictate our actions. Y'all, I know we've heard this time and time again, but they don't pay your bills, right? Like so many of us let other people's opinions or even what we think they're going to think, right? Like they might not even have that opinion. We might just think that they might have that opinion, dictate what we do and how we do it and the way we approach things. Y'all, they do not live your life, right? They do not have to suffer the consequences for your inactions, right? I feel like so many times we let other people dictate our lives and dictate our path. When we, if the other shoe was on the foot, we wouldn't want the life they have, right? Like you have to ask yourself this, is this person you're allowing to influence your actions, right? Whether it's a new business venture, a new fitness plan, a new nutrition, or whatever the case may be. Are you allowing this person to influence your actions? Would you want to live the life they live? Would you want to have the health they have? Would you want to have the financial place that they have? And if the answer is no, then why the fuck are you letting them have airway into the decisions of your life? right? Because that is not going to get you anywhere. People, other people's opinions of you are none of your goddamn business. They just ain't. Okay. I always say opinions are like assholes. Everybody got one and they all stink mostly. Like they, <laughs> we just don't need that in our lives. So yes, getting feedback from those that you love and especially those that you admire is totally okay, right? Like if somebody's opinion that you really look up to, like take that with a grain of salt, listen to what you want, leave what you don't, but just don't allow great aunt Sally who you're going over to a potluck and she's judging you for not eating the potato casserole or whatever the case may be because you're really trying to focus on your nutrition. Don't let her influence you into changing your mind. Or your cousin Susie who is like, oh, are you really going to do this? Didn't you already try that before? Are you sure you're going to be able to do this? Are you really want to wake up at that time? Like all their judgment. Like don't let others people's opinions, other people's thoughts dim your lot, right? You, the only person that has to understand why you do the shit that you do is you. It is nobody else's business to understand why you're doing the things you do. Number two, being consumed with doing shit perfectly. There is that saying, and we all know it, nothing done is done perfectly. It's just not. Done is better than perfect. And so we have to lose this idea of perfection, of doing things perfectly, because there is no such thing. I know so many times we come into January and we're like, all right, I'm clearing my pantry. I'm throwing away the cookies. I'm throwing away this. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. And you set yourself up on these freaking high expectations, knowing damn well 
It's going to be hard as shit and you're probably not going to be able to uphold it, right? Like just know that the goal is not perfection. The goal is not to do things perfectly. It's to put forth enough effort to be able to change your life. And in the beginning, very little changes really add up to big results, right? Like you don't need to do crazy amount of changes in the beginning to see amazing results. Have y'all ever like seen that one person that like, drank a 12 pack of Coke a day and literally didn't change anything about their life except that they took out their Coke and they lost like a shit ton of weight and changed their life. It's exactly like that. One little thing, one little change can amount to so many big things. So like, let's just lose the idea of perfect, knowing that we cannot do anything perfect. We are not perfect humans and holding ourselves to that standard is seriously signing ourselves up for failure, right? Because if you don't do it perfectly the first time or the second time, what do you do? You start beating yourself up. You start getting in your head. You start really tearing yourself down and we don't want to do that, right? We're not doing that. So we've got to lose the idea of doing shit perfectly and just reminding ourselves that done is better than perfect. Alrighty, number three, we need to lose the all or nothing mentality. It really kind of goes into doing things perfectly, right? So many of us, especially come the new year, right? We get so in our head and we feel like we've got to be doing all the things or none of the things, right? What do you do? You clean out your pantry, you throw away all your cookies, you throw away all your chips, you throw away all your quote unquote junk food just to in February go buy that shit again because you've set yourself up for failure. We have to realize that it's not an all or nothing thing, right? Like, I don't know about y'all, but I don't want to live a life fucking without cookies, right? Like, I don't want to live a life where I can't go out to eat with my friends. I don't want to live a life where I can't have a glass of wine. I don't want to live a life where I can't enjoy the things that I really enjoy. So it's not about eliminating these foods. It's about minimizing them. It's about really being intentional with your nutrition decisions and realizing that there is a place in our lives for these foods as well as broccoli and kale, right? Like there's places in our lives for all of them. You either got food that's good for you or good for your soul. And I don't know about y'all, but I truly feel like every single time that I have set like gone and set New Year's resolutions and did the all or nothing thing, I literally always ended up quitting two weeks in because I felt so deprived. I felt so just just unhappy, rigid, like it just did not fulfill me. So if I can give y'all any kind of advice is like realize that once January comes and you're setting these, you know, intentions or resolutions or whatever the fuck you're doing, which that's another conversation for next week, like whatever you're deciding, just know that there is a time and a place for all the things that you enjoy in life. And what you do in January, you have to ask yourself this. Is this something I could see myself doing long term? Is this a way I would enjoy living my life forever, right? I feel like that's some a question a lot of people forget to ask themselves when they start a new plan or they start a diet or they start a workout regimen or whatever the case may be. Like, is this something I could see myself doing every single day for the rest of my life and not feeling deprived at all? And, you know, feeling very fulfilled and happy. So like, if you're planning on starting up running, but you know that you absolutely despise running no matter how much you try, like, 
Is that something you could see yourself doing long term? If the answer is no, then don't fucking do it. There's way too many things out there to do. There's you should not do something that doesn't bring you joy, right? Like the same goes for nutrition. Like if you're going to start keto because that's what you feel like you should be doing because everybody else is doing, you have to ask yourself this. Do you see yourself giving up carbs for the rest of your life? And if the answer is no, then don't even fucking think about starting it right? Like just don't, it's not going to serve you long term because at the end of the day, you're going to end up gaining it all back and it's going to be a fucking shit show. And then you're going to kill your, it's just a whole another thing for another story. Just focus on consistency over intensity, focus on small little changes, compounding on top of each other to make lasting results. It's like when you build a house, right? You start with your foundation. Your foundation to your health is deciding what you're going to do, right? Like that's your foundation, really starting to build the building blocks on movement, consistent movement, consistent uh, vegetables, stuff like that. That's your foundation. Then you build on top of that. You start adding water. You start adding, you know, like portions. You start adding different types of workouts. Like you just build and build and build on top of that till you eventually have your house, which is your completely changed life, right? It's not a lot switch. It doesn't just like fucking flip on. That's not how this works. Number four, we're going to leave feeling shame for struggling slash failing. Y'all, there is no shame in struggling. There's no shame in falling flat on your ass and getting back up. There is no shame at all. Cause guess what y'all? Everyone does it. Every single successful person that I have ever met or if I've ever read about have fallen on their ass a time or two has literally struggled or had to fight tooth and nail for where they are. There is tons of people out there that ask for help because they realize they cannot do it all on their own. Hell, I ask for help all the time. I ask for help with my business through an assistant. I ask for help through my running with my husband and and being able to help watch the kids while I run, right? I ask for help when I can't cook supper for him to cook supper, right? I ask for help all of the freaking time because I know that it takes a strong ass person to admit that they can't do it all. There is no one that does it all. There is always a mountain of people behind a single person who looks like they're doing it all, helping them do it all, right? So we're going to leave back feeling shame or feeling anxiety about asking for help. If you have a significant other, it's literally what they signed up for when they fucking married you is to help. Like we did, we created these children together. We raised them together. We created this house together. We run it together. There is no fucking reason we should do it all. Just absolutely not. And if you feel that pressure to do it all because he's a breadwinner and you're a stay-at-home mom, just realize that stay-at-home moms don't get to clock out at five o'clock. So dads shouldn't get to clock out at five o'clock either. Yes, it has to be a discussion. We can't just expect it. But realizing that this is a partnership and that you should not be expected to do it all. And if you are, maybe that's a conversation you need to have for another day. But just 
losing that shame of asking for help and also losing the shame of struggling slash failing. Like once we realize that failure is simply part of the process, right? Like it's not the opposite of success. It's part of the success formula. It's part of the path to success, right? What do we do? When do we learn the most, right? We learn the most when we fall and fail, right? You learn the most when you try something, it don't work, you reevaluate and you go back at it. That is when we learn the most. And if we don't have struggles and if we don't fall on our ass, that means we're not pushing ourselves. That means we're living a complacent life, right? Because if you're consistently pushing yourself, that means sometimes you are going to fall short. And that's okay because you know that if you're reaching for the stars, you still might land amongst the moon, right? Land amongst the moon. I think that, or is it you shoot against the stars, you might land against the moon. I don't know. Y'all know what I mean, but just don't be afraid. To fall on your ass, dust yourself off, and get back going. Number six, setting giant resolutions. We are leaving that shit in 2022. We have proven time and time again, statistics has proven time and time again, it does not fucking work. It does not work when you said January 1, all right, that's it. I'm going to cut out fast food. I'm going to start with macros. I'm going to pick up a big workout routine. I'm going to lose 100 pounds. Like, no, the fuck you're not. No, the fuck you're not. Especially if the day before you were eating a quarter pounder with cheese and a large fry and a large Diet Coke. Like, that's not how this works. Our health, this fucking journey is not like a lot switch. You can't just flip it on and know that you're never going to struggle and all that stuff. We're not doing that to ourselves. We are not setting ourselves up for failure. And that is exactly what these giant resolutions do. They set ourselves up for failure. Actually, next week on the podcast, we're going to be talking all about setting intentions versus resolutions. So make sure you tune into that. But I am a big advocate of not even doing resolutions. Because something I have realized time and time again is anytime I set a resolution, it's too, it's too strenuous, right? Like it's too concrete. It makes me feel inadequate if I miss one thing. And that is not something I need whenever I'm going forth in my journey. So I set intentions. I like to focus on setting little intentions and letting those be my driving, like my my uh fucking what's that i was really working on that analogy and that shit just did not come my lighthouse right my guiding light to the person that i want to be so maybe your intention is you know instead of doing a resolution of i want to lose 100 pounds set an intention of i want to get healthier which leaves so much wiggle room for figuring out and interpreting what that looks like because i promise you something you're going to realize is as you go on this journey the less the less the weight really fucking matters because the better you feel, or at least that's been in my and my clients, um, experience. Okay. Number seven, trying to bully ourselves skinny. We're not doing that shit anymore. We are not going to fucking look in that mirror. We're not going to pick apart every single piece of our body. We are not going to press play on a workout or go run on a treadmill or whatever the case may be, because we hate ourselves. We are not punishing ourselves for who we are and the way our body looks. We are not doing these healthy habits out of hatred. We're not doing that shit anymore because nobody can hate themselves healthy. It is not 
the way this works, right? So we're going to stop. We're going to stop trying to do this shit out of fucking hatred and start doing it out of love. Instead of doing our workouts because we hate our body, we're going to start doing our workouts because we love ourselves. We're going to start focusing on eating healthier because it makes us feel better, not because it's going to make us skinny. We're going to start doing our workouts knowing that every single day we do this is a vote towards the person we want to be. It's not because we hate ourselves. We're not going to fucking spend all of our time wishing we were naturally skinny or wishing this or wishing that we're not going to spend all our time looking in the mirror, pinching our love handles or looking at our stretch marks or stepping on the scale and trying to bully ourselves into results. That does not work. Hell, we know that from experience with our children, right? Have you ever tried to bully your kid into cleaning their fucking room? What do they do? They shut down. If you yell at saying, gosh darn child, go clean your fucking room. Like I've told you multiple times, I swear to God, if you don't clean your room, I'm going to take away all your shit. Like what are they going to do? They're going to shut down. They're going to start crying. They're going to start doing all these things. But if you try the approach out of love saying, Hey baby, go clean your room, please. And then afterwards we'll go do a puzzle or we'll go play or something like that. But I really need you to clean your room. Will you do that for me? Like, which one do you think they're going to respond to better? Right? Which one do you think you're going to respond to better? If you say, gosh, damn it, you need to go fucking work out because you're a big fat lard or let's go work out. So we have energy to run around with our babies later, or let's go work out so we can get energy to be able to get through this day. Right? Like which one do you think you're going to respond better to? We cannot get results if we bully ourselves, okay? That's not how this works. Number eight, we're going to stop and leave the comparing ourselves to our journeys and to others and our past selves, right? Like we're gonna leave all that shit in 2022. We know they say it all the freaking time. Comparison is the thief of joy, but I truly feel like so many of us forget that that truly is true. But not only comparing ourselves to those we see on social media or those we see out of our friends or whatever the case may be, but also comparing who we are now to who we are, were like five years ago or 10 years ago or before babies or high school or whatever the case may be. We see it all the time. Gosh, I wish I was as skinny as the first time I thought I was fat or I wish, you know, I didn't lose all the results I had back then or I wish I was as motivated as I was then. We spend so much time wishing and hoping and thinking about all the things that we did in the past. We have no time for who our future self is going to be. We have no time to focus on that because we're giving all of our energy into the shit that we cannot change. So what we're going to do is we're going to stop comparing ourselves to others. But more than that, we're going to stop comparing ourselves to past us because that woman is no more. You are who you are right now and you could be missing the best opportunity for your future self because you were so fixated on who you were, right? Like who I am right now is worlds above who I was in 2018 when I was my healthiest and happiest back then, right? And if I spent so much time fixating on trying to get back there, I would have never allowed myself to be the woman that I am today, right? You almost got to freaking just nix the idea of all of that and always focus on the present and the future. And that is something that we're going to do. So we're deleting comparison because we know it's the thief of joy and we want to be a happy bitch. Number nine, eliminating whole food groups and eating little to no calories. We are not going to do that shit in 2022. If any of y'all message me and say, Hey, Allie, you know, I'm only eating, I'm eating 1400 calories, but I'm not getting any results. I'm going to strangle you. 
Okay. That is how much my toddler needs. That's how much my child Riley needs. Like that is not how much a grown ass fucking adult needs. We are not going to do that. We're not going to be eliminating food groups in the hopes of losing weight. We're not doing any of that. Remember y'all, if God made it, don't stress it. You can consume it. That's the idea we're having going into 2023. We are not going to set ourselves up for failures by putting us on these strict, very restrictive diets and then asking ourselves while we're fucking miserable. I would be miserable too if I was starving myself with only 14 or 1500 calories. If you are over 120 pounds, you need to be eating more than that. It's just, it is what it is. I eat... We're not even going to talk about how much I eat because I eat a lot, but I also work out a freaking lot. But last time I viewed my calories, I was eating like 2,400 calories a day, a day. And I am in the best shape, have the most muscle in the best fitness shape of my entire life. I don't know about weight because I don't step on the scale, but like that is what this is, right? Like eating enough food to fuel our body because I promise you, if you eat enough to where you are satisfied, if you stopped putting these massive restrictions on your nutrition and just focus on eating less processed, more whole foods, and really just dabbling in every food group, you will see you're way more satisfied and you're way less likely to go off the fucking rails. And that is our goal in all of this is to not fly off the rails because the more restrictive we are, the more rules we put around food, the more we feel like we're depriving ourselves, the more likely we are only going to last a week or two weeks or three weeks. And that's not what we're going to do. Y'all remember, if you want something you ain't never had, you got to do something you've never done. So think about all the times that you have quote unquote failed in the past at your new year's like intentions or goals or whatever the case may be. Think of all the times that you set these things and you did not make them. What is some commonalities? I can promise you this. It's probably one, doing too much too soon. Two, batting off more than you can chew. Three, probably trying to be too strenuous within your diet, nutrition, all that stuff, too restrictive. And then three, it's probably the way you did it and the viewpoint you did, right? Focusing on all that you can lose instead of all that you can gain. That is something I want us really to focus on moving into 2023 is stop focusing so much on the negatives. What I can lose, why I need to change my body, what's wrong with me. Stop trying to fix you and just focus on improving you. You are not fucking broken. You do not need fixing but you can always be improved on, right? You can always work on being better than you were. So we're not focusing on fixing ourselves. We are focusing on bettering ourselves. And number 10, we are going to stop being an asshole to ourselves. We did nothing to deserve the hateful fucking things we say to ourselves, right? Just like you can't bully yourself skinny, you can't hate yourself healthy. You can't hate yourself into loving yourself. That is not how this works. The more we focus on fixing our relationship to ourselves, being kind to ourselves, being thoughtful with ourselves, the more that we will realize that we are so much more fulfilled and weight has nothing to fucking do with it right? So stop being an asshole to yourself. If you won't say it to your family, to your children, to your best friend, why in the Sam heck are you saying it to yourself? You don't deserve that shit. So stop it. 
Stop trying to bully yourself into these results. That's not how this works. We're going to treat ourselves with kindness, right? You might not be able to look in the mirror and say, I love you. I love my body. I have the, like, no, we're not spewing bullshit, right? Like, that's why I'm not big on, like, the speaking into existence. I'm big on acknowledging where I am and talking about true things. So looking in the mirror instead of saying, I hate myself, we're saying, I'm working on loving myself. Allie, we're working on being that bitch. We're working on loving ourselves, right? Talking about things that we're presently doing to better ourselves, to change our perspective, keeping things in the positive versus the negative. That is with everything, right? When you're setting your goals, stop focusing on all the things you're taking out of your life and focus on all the things you're going to put into your life, okay? Like, do you guys see the more we focus on all the things we can gain from moving our body to you know, taking time for ourselves, to asking for help, to not being an asshole to ourselves, to, you know, eating nutrient-dense food, the more we can see how that benefits our life and adds to it, the more likely we are to keep at it, right? We're not trying to change, like we're not trying to fix us because we're not broken. We're just trying to improve us. So I'm going to go over those 10 things again. Number one, allowing other people's opinions to dictate our actions. Number two, being consumed with doing shit perfectly. Number three, the all or nothing mentality. Number four, feeling shame for struggling slash falling. Being prideful to ask for help is number five. Number six, setting giant resolutions. Number seven, trying to bully ourselves skinny. Number eight, comparing ourselves and our journey to others or our past selves. Number nine, eliminating whole food groups and eating far too few calories. And number 10, being an asshole to ourselves. So I hope that helps. I hope you guys are so excited to go into 2023 with a new mindset, new intentions, new perspective, and new uh, maybe route into which you will take it. And I truly hope that with these 10 things that you leave behind in 2022, it will bring a prosperous and successful 2023. If this episode helped you at all, if you got anything from it, will you do me a solid and go over to uh, Apple and hit the five star and leave a little review? It really does help the podcast grow or tap it on Spotify, either or whichever one you're listening to. And then double whammy, share it to your Instagram stories and tag me so I can put a listener, a face to a listener. I really do love interacting with y'all in the DMs. My Instagram is at Allie Griffith. But anywho, I'm gonna leave y'all like I leave you every single time and a world full of bitches, be that bitch. I'll see y'all next week. 